Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner, which I'm sure you all know by now. And I am here today. We're going to be doing a follow-up episode with our guest, Jennifer. And so if you want to listen to her original episode, it uh, is episode number 74. So that's the easiest way um, to find it. Um, so welcome back, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And thanks so much for um, allowing me to come back and chat with all these crazy updates I've got. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So normally we do like a follow up like a year or so later, but you've had a lot of changes. <laughs> yes, I probably have a year's worth of updates. <laughs> it sounds like it. So give us the rundown. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. I think the last time we talked must've been like the spring of this year of 2020, probably like right before it got COVID crazy because I remember right after we talked, I actually got furloughed. So yeah. So, um, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. I mean, like not making as much money was kind of bad, but so I got furloughed and they spread it out over the whole summer. So from May to August, one week every month, I was off work with no pay. Yeah, so that was like probably the first thing that happened. And then the second thing that happened was my significant other graduated from grad school or from school the second time. And we decided that we wanted to move to be closer to family. We started looking for jobs. um, And then we just moved this past August. So this whole summer has been huge transitions. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you got furloughed, your significant other graduated from school, and then you decided to move. Yes. And so we moved from North Carolina, which is where we were um, before. And then now we are in Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley, which is really where like we wanted to end up um, closer to family and friends. Isn't there a national park there? I know that has nothing to do with your finances. <laughs> yeah. No, probably. I mean, um, I should probably know this. <laughs> I went to school here, so I should know more about the area. But I'm sure that in the Shenandoah Valley, there's like the Appalachian Trail runs right through it. So there's a ton of hikes and big parks around here. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so how are you liking it so far? Um, to be honest, it's been awesome. So previously, I was in a job um, that was really not... You were the- a dietitian. 
Yes, I'm a dietitian. And so my previous job was really stressful, um, really crazy working hours. And then the culture there is just in general kind of negative. And so the new job that I've taken is a complete 180. I probably work half as much. I definitely don't make as much, but I probably work less. The stress is non-existent and the culture is great. So, I mean, I've only been here two weeks, so we'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Well, those are all good positives. Okay, so it sounds like you have all new financials. Yes. So. (laughs) Give me the rundown. Okay, so I, my new salary, I took a pretty big pay cut. Um, My new salary is $46,500 a year, and I do get paid every other week. Okay. But with that said, so through like all this job searching that I've been doing, I did get in contact with a bunch of companies and I ended up taking on some contract work. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. I know. So exciting. Um, so the first one is blogging. Um, I'm blogging for a startup company and that is making me $100 per blog post. Um, currently done four for them then. So I would say like with these contract jobs, it's not, consistent but it is nice Mm -hmm. and they come together (laughs) yeah absolutely and then the second job is going to be seeing someone going to be working in somebody's private practice so kind of on my own time outside of my regular work hours I'm going to be doing um, private practice uh, like one-on-one diabetes work and then per person that I take on for the month because he has basically a membership program so people pay by month I'm going to be making $180 per person per month. Nice. And how much is that? Like how much time is that for you per month? If you took on one person, I would say, so they do have a a chat where the patient can check in by chat with me and I'm supposed to respond to them every day. So that is probably going to be like time wise, just checking in every day is probably going to be the most. And then maybe an hour a month, you know, two, maybe three visits over the course of a month, which would equal a total hour. Oh, okay. So hopefully not more than like an hour and a half. But yeah, the checking in is more of a routine thing, having to like check that and respond. Yeah, exactly. Just getting into a routine. And it shouldn't take long, you know, to just answer a simple question or, you know, whatever it might be with the chat type thing. Yeah. So that's the second one. So we've got a full job and then two side hustles. Is there a third? Yeah. And then the third one I haven't started yet um, because have a, a hiring freeze for contract workers, but I already knew the, from my previous job, I already knew one of the reps within an insulin pump company. And so essentially what I'm going to be doing for them is training patients on insulin pumps um, once they're able to bring on contract employees. So it's kind of tentative, although technically I have been hired and all of my like onboarding paperwork is submitted. It's just a matter of when oh, they're wow. able to send me patients. Okay. So it's kind of one of those things that's like, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time or situation. Well, and that's kind of gravy because that's your third side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and But this one, this side hustle pays the most. So okay. a patient that's new to pump training completely, it's $400 a person. Okay. So that's the one we want to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping that takes off. 
Yeah, I hope that one takes off too, because you could just do, can you do one person a week? Yeah, it would be, that would be the goal. And I can do them virtually, so I don't have to travel to the patient. Yeah, that's fan- That's phenomenal. That is yes. great. That is your favorite, obviously. Yes, my favorite too. I just hope it starts happening. <laughs> yeah. So then that would really, okay, so then let's talk about like the new housing situation. So budget-wise, what are we at? Yeah. Like, so you took a huge salary cut or a pretty big salary cut, but is the cost of living less or comparable? Or So I would say the cost of living here in general is a little bit more, but okay. now we actually have a pretty sweet deal where we're staying in like, we're staying on a small farm and um, we're staying basically in like their in-law suite. So it's basically just like an above the garage apartment and it's a thousand dollars for the month and it includes utilities and internet. Whoa. And so you're, and what about your significant other? Is he going to be working? Yeah, he he's working. He has a job here. So we basically, we split everything 50, 50. Okay, perfect. So it's $500 a month. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. So that part is really nice, at least for the time being. I'm sure over time we'll be tired of this small space and the conditions, but for now it's working out really well. Well, it sounds like from where you were to where you are now, we've a lot of changes, but a lot of upside. Yes. <laughs> and a lot less stress. Yes. The life, the, what is it called? Work-life balance is completely the opposite of what it was. So that I'm just kind of like relaxing for a minute to enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, you should. And I love this insulin. And I'm, I'm it, obviously the medical field, right, which is what essentially you're in. I, I would think that since they already did all the paperwork to have you onboarded and ready to go, they're just waiting till they can start paying contract workers again. Yes, exactly. And I know her really well. I was It's just like kind of ironic that I happened to work with her in my previous job, and she's also over the territory I'm currently living in in Virginia. So we have a great relationship, and I really do think it will come to fruition. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's always a chance just because of COVID, and you never know, but I really think it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, that's fantastic. But you can get by on just your salary with the $500. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So like my, I was trying to um, look at, you know, my fixed monthly costs. So Mm -hmm. rent, car payment, insurance, groceries, I would say around $1,700 each month. Okay. And then, you know what? I haven't actually gotten paid from my new job. (laughs) So I was trying to do a little calculation as to how much it will be after taxes. And what What did you come down to? Because I don't know what the Virginia taxes are. Yes, that is a great question. Um, So when it comes down to every other week, I will be getting about $1,400 every other week. Okay. Bi-weekly. So then that's after tax. That's after tax, right? So then fourteen hundred, and you need seventeen hundred to live on. So it's basically you'll have thirteen x thirteen hundred, give or take extra after all of your expenses. Yeah, and that's without the side hustles. <laughs> I know. I'm really hoping that those start to take off, and especially with the private practice that I'm doing, my goal is to initially take on four people to see okay. people for the month, see how I go, how it goes with one month of that. And how, I mean, that's how much side money is that? So that's $720 for the, you know, extra for mo- each month. So 
I'm hoping that that kind of recoups some of the money that I'm not making anymore now that I've taken a pay cut in this job. Yeah. Um, I think that with all of these combined, depending on how they all work out, you'll definitely be able to get yourself back there. The other thing that I'm thinking, which we didn't, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but if you're going to be doing all this contract work, I would, did you, are you going to incorporate or start a business so that you can write off expenses? Yes. Because a lot of this is going to be virtual. Yeah. So I, that, I guess that's a question that I need to look into more is should, since I have multiple contract positions, should I open up an LLC and just file all of these underneath something like that? Yeah. So I would, what I would do is I definitely think it's worth asking an accountant, like a CPA. Yeah. I don't know if an LLC or a DBA would be your best option. Um, but then a DBA is doing business as you could do it as a yeah. proprietor with a single person or you yeah. could do it as um, as an LLC, which is a bit easier than an S corporation, which is another option. Yeah. Um, and then what you could do for there is you could open up either like a simple, I would actually do a SEP IRA, probably a simple okay. or a SEP for the business. And then that way you could save through all the contract work for your okay. retirement. Perfect. Yeah. And Ultimately, I would say within the next 12 months, my goal is to open up my own private practice. So my kind of vision is I'm taking a, you know, a step back, a lower paying job, but also lower stress. And I'm going to kind of regroup, figure out the finances and then launch my own private practice. I would say within a year, hopefully next summer. Yeah. So then you could use that same company that you open for this year's contract work. You could just, that could be your, your vehicle. And since you have less stress and more time right now, technically, um, <laughs> you could figure that part out now and then use that same vehicle, whatever it's an LLC, S Corp, whatever you decide on. Awesome. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely need to do that. So you were saying basically you can save for retirement in account that's connected to the business. Yeah. So then, so now you're going to be a small business owner because I mean, let's just say just with the private practice, you you bring in $700 a month and then you get one or two of the other. I mean, you could be bringing in $1,600 a month just in your side business, right? Yeah. So then that, instead of getting paid to Jennifer on Future Rich, it would get paid to, let's just say your company's called CDE, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Inc, LLC or whatever it is, whatever vehicle you choose. So they would pay the company instead. So they wouldn't, 1099 you I don't think at the end of the year or maybe they would we have to ask the accountant but they pay your company that you've created instead of paying you individually then the money goes into the company you then take out your business expenses I would set up a business um, retirement account for yourself through the business Mm -hmm. that money goes in there and then whatever's left over then you run payroll on that so you have to pay as a business owner right you pay both sides of social security and Mm -hmm. you're uh I was going to say unemployment, your Medicare. So it's like around 15%. Uh, you pay your side and then the employer's gotcha. side. So then I would do it that way because um, it seems like you could. this could be pretty lucrative. And then I would kind of straddle both for a little while, which is mm-hmm. I think is kind of what your plan is. So keep continuing to do all the con- you know contract work and get that thing really buzzing. And then you right. could go into practice because now you already have a revenue stream. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is when I start my private practice, 
the goal is to have these contract positions as a cushion so that I don't feel like I'm depending 100% on this new business once I open my doors. 100%. To not have that financial stress is a dream. And also it makes it easier to get clients when you're not like having to have the client. <laughs> desperate. Like, you know like, <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to say desperate, but yeah, it's like when you have to have that client because you have to pay your bills, it's a very different vibe. And if you're like, oh, I'm yeah. making enough myself with my contract work that's great if they want to be a client but maybe if they don't that's fine too because maybe they're not the best fit so then it makes you uh, gives you the ability to be more selective about how you build your business and what clients you take which is a it's better to start a year later and be in that position than start a year earlier and feel like that desperation yeah I think I'm gonna have to like re-listen to this podcast to remind myself of that so many times Because the thing is, the business that you're going to be building is for yourself and your future. And you're ideally, when you when you build it, you're going to have it for a long time. So it's better to be in the best position possible to build the business the way you want. Because what sometimes happens, because it's a service business that you're building, is right. if you start and you need a client, you end up taking these people who you don't really feel like the connection's right to be your long-term client, or you don't like working with them. You never want to own a business and then not want to go to work. You know, that's the whole whole reason you own a business is to, you know, so that you love what you do, right? Yeah, so exactly. I would definitely if it takes six months longer or twelve months longer. I think that's totally fine because you're um you you've got yourself structured to do it. So I wouldn't rush the timing of it. Awesome. Okay. So once you have a business and your mm-hmm. taxes as a small business owner, how do you decide how much to pay yourself? <laughs> so what I would do is I would first figure out how much you're going to put towards retirement, right? Okay. So I would use your, your main job is going to be for living expenses, right? And to right. allow you to build up this other business. So I would see how the contract work goes and then I would take a percentage of that and then put that towards retirement and then you could take the rest as extra or you could put as much as away as possible depending on how much you're making. If you're living comfortably just on your salary, then maybe mm-hmm. whatever's left over after expenses for the business, right? Mm-hmm. The bulk of it goes into a simple or a SEP and then the remainder is what you get to take. Gotcha. Perfect. So you would do it more like percentage based of whatever the business is bringing in. Yes. So that that way you're you're still getting into the you're still saving your retirement. Because I think what I see as business owners is um, sometimes they forget to pay themselves in the regard of retirement. So everything else gets taken care of. Right. Like expenses and all other things. And retirement is always literally the last thing that's done. Yeah. And you don't want to get to, you don't want to build up a business and then not have safer retirement. Right. Makes sense. Then it's like you've built this empire and you may not actually have any money. Like when you show for it, (laughs) like it paid all your bills, but at the end of it, like had you worked for a company, let's just say they had a match and whatever they were contributing on your behalf, like then at least you have something for retirement. And a lot of business owners don't put away for retirement. Right. That's what I see. I would do the retirement of like, okay, so I think I'm going to make $10,000 this year. I'm going to put 50% of that money towards retirement and continue to do that as it grows. So I can take out 5000 for me. Right. Okay. That makes great sense. Good. Because um, you know, mm-hmm. I love saving for retirement. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to make me love it because I'm realizing <laughs> how important it is. <laughs> so six, so it just makes me think about like long-term, the impact I could have if I really like 
get more focused about it now. Yeah. And building a business because it's, I mean, just based on the numbers, right? The fact that you can make 400 a person. Yeah. It means that you can do that for yourself as well. You could have a very lucrative business for yourself, but you don't want to just have a business. You also want to have a retirement. Right. Yes, exactly. So, okay. My next, my kind of my main point in reaching out to you was what triggered it was when I found out with this new job that they don't match my retirement for the first year that I work there with my full-time job. Okay. So what should I do? Because I'm coming from a really great retirement plan. Um, sad that, you know, not everybody has a great retirement plan, but now it's like, all right, I could use their 401k, but I don't have a match. Is there a better option? Like what should I do? I would, still do their 401k. And the reason why is because it's a disciplined investment approach. Somebody's already gone through and picked that the menu of investments. So they've checked the investments to make sure they're good for the most part. They have a disclaimer saying that probably that, you know, you get to choose from them, but somebody put together a menu for you, which is nice. (laughs) You put the money in on a regular basis, which is key, and you tend to not mess with it. So I would automatically Mm -hmm. set yourself up at least 10% just to start because you're going to have that other money. And then the other amount that you're going to contribute from retirement will depend on the contract work. Because what were you at before? What was your contribution rate before? So before I put in 4% and they put in 7 Yeah, I know. I felt like you were over 10 Yeah, it was awesome. You're going to hate me. Start with 10% because that's a good... <laughs> you're going to hate me. But you're going you're gonna to have some side hustle work. If it's unmanageable, bump it down. Uh, okay. You're also you also should be paying less in tax now because you're at a lower salary. Right. It depends on how the contract work goes, so you have to set so, you know you have to be aware of that. But if you bump a lot of that into retirement, you won't owe as much in tax on that anyway. So I would try and start with ten. If it's terrible, <laughs> bump it down. But your expenses are really low. Right. In general, yes, they're really low. So do you think that I should do an IRA at all? I know I'm going to get some heat because everybody always says I don't push the Roth enough. And I feel like I do. (laughs) Um, I do push the Roth. Um, I love the idea of a Roth IRA. I guess it's going to depend on how much. Yeah, because that's the other thing with the business. You could do a Roth IRA. I would, here's what I would do. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one over to the accountant. It's going to depend on where where the business is, right? Like how much contract work do you end up with this year versus how much contract work are you going to end up with next year? I would let mm-hmm. the accountant know all of your numbers. I would definitely have an accountant it's worth the money. I would have the accountant determine whether you're going to dump money from the business into, you're going to use it to take it through payroll and do a Roth IRA or whether the accountant says you should do like a simple. Okay. They're going to look at your tax situation and determine what's best. The Roth mm-hmm. IRA, if you money into it it's fantastic because you never pay tax on it again Mm -hmm. you yeah (laughs) I I want to make sure I don't spend every dollar that you have (laughs) I think my main thought was um and correct me if I'm wrong but with my old retirement account eventually do I need to roll that into an IRA or something to put it into a new account that I can eventually contribute into so you have you have three legal options. You can leave it where it is. You can take a full distribution or you can roll it over. So obviously okay. a full distribution is something you should never do. You are allowed to leave it where it is. They're no longer going to contribute. It's no longer active, if you will. You can't put money into it because you're not on payroll. So yeah. I really would say in this situation, if you want to be contributing, 
you could move it over to an IRA that's in your name, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can pick the investments and you can contribute. Uh, the other option is you can find out if your new company will let you roll it over into their plan. So then you just have one okay. 401k, which yeah. is nice. That's easy. And but that's yeah, I definitely the most sense ahead. to me. Because like I'm contributing to something and it's growing based on how much money is in that account. Like I don't want to start fresh. I think that's what's sad is I'm like, I don't want to start fresh with another 401k. Like, I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? No, I think it does make sense. I'd like to keep things simple because if it gets too complicated with like the administration of it, things fall Mm -hmm. by the wayside. So yeah, I can't make a recommendation per se, but if that is what you're thinking that you want to do... (laughs) I don't see an issue with it. Um, But I do want you in your new 401k plan because I just think the payroll plans work really well, which is why you have 16,000 already saved. Yeah, I know. Okay, that sounds good. I'm going to look into switching it from my old 401k to the new, um, which I think is through Fidelity or something. Yeah, through Fidelity. Yeah, usually they use some big firms. So they have a lot of investment choices. And just make sure uh, you just check with them with, you know, what they allow. And then, but I would definitely make sure you get into the work plan and then next year they'll start matching it. Um, and just make sure you put a beneficiary on the account. Okay. Gotcha. I've heard. And you. then I'm going to leave it up to your accountant if they recommend you to do a Roth or not. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's an accountant and he did recommend the Roth IRA, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I need to talk with Barbara about this. <laughs> I would do so then let's do the Roth because it's your dad and he's an accountant. So that's like the double whammy. <laughs> exactly. It's like you, he might be right, but I still don't want to listen to him. <laughs> okay. So then we're going to do a little switcheroo on this. So money that you make from your contract work, we're going to use to fund a Roth. Okay. So you have to, you're going to have to set up a Roth IRA. Got it. And would you do like con- another like percentage base with that? Yeah. So you can do up to 6,000 a year. So yeah, yeah, you have plenty of room to do it. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Good plan. I feel good about that. Convenient when your dad is an accountant. I forgot that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It's funny is he won't be, he's an accountant and he loves to give unsolicited advice, but he won't be my accountant when I have to actually pay my taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) you still have to get an account but that's okay probably better to keep it separate (laughs) yes okay next question I first of all the last time we talked um we I guess it was like right in the beginning of the pandemic because you told me that since nobody knew what was going to happen I should stop contributing a thousand dollars a month to my student loans so I ended up only doing 500 instead of a thousand and then I was just saving they deferred all of the interest and everything through September and it's now December. Oh, is it? It hasn't, I haven't seen that yet, but I need to check on my account and make sure um, that my like shows December now. Cause that's a, I mean, that has saved me so much money. So whenever we talked last, which is a few months ago, I had 10,000 saved, just like the savings that I never touch. Yeah. So I used to have 10 and now I have 15,000 saved. Just, I never touched in savings. Um, and then how much do you still have left in debt? Cause I know we have student loans. Yes. So my car loan is 5,000, about 5,700. Okay. And, um, 
my student loan is about 9000 Wow, you almost have enough saved up to pay it off in full. I mean, you do. I know. I know. So what should I do? <laughs> oh, I want you to have an emergency fund, but you just got a new job. You got all this contract work. It's a bit yeah. of a gamble, but it would be nice to have it all paid off, huh? Uh, Yes, it would. But see, that's where I'm like, at what point do you take that gamble uh, and then have, you know, I, I don't know. Would, well, so but. <laughs> why don't we do this? The great thing is you could pay off the car loan, which is 5700 right? Yes. Yeah. And you still have 10000 and there should be no interest accruing on the loan. So then what I would do is just save up, keep continuing to save. You've done a great job saving. And then I would shoot to have enough cash where you leave yourself with a bit of a cushion, like 5000 You don't have to have ten. Mm-hmm. Your expenses are not that high, and you have a lot of various incomes. You're not reliant on one salary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone's tuning in just now, you have three side hustles. Um, <laughs> could target paying off the student loans in December. And yeah, then that's what I was thinking. Loan. Yes, okay. Yeah, so pay the card loan off now because that's honestly the smallest. And then you know what? That'll take my monthly expenses down by three hundred because I pay three hundred each month in car in my car loan. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then pay off the student loans. Even if you pay half of them off, you'll still have a very comfortable emergency fund if you keep saving the way you have. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be great. And I think I'll feel better. Like I said, I haven't gotten paid yet. For I think I get paid like next week. But I think I'll feel better when I actually am getting a paycheck and I can like literally see the money in my account and how it works out at the end of the month or every other week. Totally. Totally. But yeah, you're in a great spot. I mean, this is a big, I mean, not, I normally advocate for like getting a pay raise, but you took a pay cut, but your expenses are low. You have a much better work-life balance. And I feel like you're in a better position with all this contract work to build up your own business comfortably. Yes, a hundred percent. I know it's so backwards. Like it doesn't make logical sense, but it's worked out amazingly. Like I, I could have never planned this, you know, it just all kind of came together. Yeah. It's so funny. They always say when one door closes, another one opens, sometimes it's a window, but usually another yes. path opens. So this is <laughs> I think one door closed in my life and then seven, seven windows. <laughs> seven windows open. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so I think this is great. So we'll get you in your 401k, try 10%. If it doesn't work out, bump it down to, to five because you should be used to that. And then do the Roth with the contract work. And then we'll get you into a simpler step down the road once you get the business a little bit more off awesome. the ground. Yeah, by the end of the year, you should be debt-free and saving more, about the same you were saving for retirement, but using a Roth and a 401k. So that should be the end, end game yes. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I feel really good about this plan. I'm so glad. Okay. Awesome. Well, do you have any other questions for me? This feels like a totally new pod, by the way, like less of a follow-up and like a totally new one. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's kind of a follow-up, but it really is um, a totally different situation, like through and through my, my job, my finances, everything is very different than it was six months ago. (laughs) Well, I hope I answered everything. Yeah, I think you did. Honestly, I think I just needed some reassurance that I had, you know, a good plan that like I made some like good decisions in my career. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any other questions that I can think of. I um, but I think we covered everything.
Perfect. Well, you know how to find us. I do. <laughs> Should we do part three when I start my business? <laughs> yes, we'll do, a, we'll do a part three. We'll do a follow-up when you have when it's like full-time business owner. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, best of luck. I'm really glad that we had you on. I'm glad this has all worked out so well for you. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. And for our lovely listeners, you can follow us at Instagram for the most up-to-date information. And you can also check out our free online classes at www.planancial.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.